0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to read from Titus chapter 1. I'm going to read in the Passion Translation, which is a break from the usual for me, but I want you to see this here. I'm going to read towards the end of the chapter here, and it says, verse 15 It is true that all is pure to those who have pure hearts, but to corrupt unbelievers, nothing is pure. Their minds and consciences are defiled. You know, we all know people like that. This is why people mock the prosperity gospel. There's people whose love of money makes it that prosperity is evil. There's people who, for, for some people, uh, you having an abundance of anything is is evil. It's wicked, and it's because their minds and their consciences uh, are, are messed up. So people, it's it's why someone can get suspicious of somebody. Well, what is that? This preacher just always wants my money. All they do is talk about money. You know, a ministry could go Pastor Rodney is a great example, and he's gone on TV before, and, and in the TV program, never taken up an offering, uh, never sold product, just wanting to get the 30-minute segments that they had, just wanting to get the Word of God to people. But then people, these preachers these days, all they just want, what is that? That's a defiled and corrupted person. It's because you you can't do anything. Any, any person... Anything that any person does, it can't just be out of the goodness of their heart because that person has no goodness of their heart. Everything for them is selfish, so everything then becomes selfish. You you try to do something good for them and they're looking at you. What, what do you want? You, you know, People that are defiled and their conscience are defiled. So you'll meet people like that who they're suspicious of everybody. And it's because they should, they should be suspicious. We should be suspicious of them. I heard someone... I was talking to someone and they were just talking about their upbringing and they said they came out of the, out of the world where they, were um, where they had a bunch of, uh, it was an, uh, uh, it was an older person, but they said that when they were uh, not born again and they were like late teens, early twenties, they were the type of person who had a bunch of like, would have multiple boyfriends at once. And, um, and then when they got married, they may, they got born again and they obviously quit that lifestyle but you know, would have two, three boyfriends at once, and just you know, playing, and they didn't know about each other, just playing the one, and then would dump a boyfriend to go be with you know, whatever, just a a, a, a real player, a real player, I guess that's the word. But but when they got born again, they got married to a to a husband who was a godly person, and who wasn't never came out of that lifestyle. But it, but because of their background, they always suspected that from their spouse. And so it was something they had to work on where they, you know, in the world, you have the way people, this person could tell you they love you today, but there's no commitment. And then they're off just doing their own thing and, and, and they're with somebody else. So they, this person said, yeah, we'd be at a restaurant and my husband would, would greet the waitress. And I would think, oh, he likes her. And it was like the suspicion because of, because of their own background And so you see that where people carry this background and then their minds and their consciences become defiled. And the Holy Spirit really has to work on people's hearts. But let me keep going here. Verse 16, they claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny him. They're disgusting, disobedient, and disqualified from everything good. Chapter two, verse one, your duty is to teach them to embrace a lifestyle that is consistent with sound doctrine. This is such a key. And so we're going to talk. We're going to call this one a consistent lifestyle, or, or the right lifestyle. You, you know, you have to look and search the Word of God and say, "What is? How do I live? I don't live by what culture tells me to live by. If you live by culture, you'll die with culture and you'll go to hell with the culture. You don't live by the culture, and that's why, like, you don't adjust your theology to what people. You know, we need to really have more people of color represented. This Christianity is colorless. It doesn't matter. It's not a black church. It's not a white church. It's, it's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anything else is a distraction. Race is not a main issue. Race is a side issue. The heart is the main issue. So you don't adjust your, you don't adjust the way you believe and speak and all that based on culture. So verse verse two, and I'm going to talk to the men first. It says here, lead the male elders into disciplined lives, full of dignity, and self-control. Urge them to have a solid faith, generous love, and patient endurance. Another translation says, teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. So I want to deal with those three. Number one is disciplined lives. You know, this for me, this has been a theme that's going over my heart, and its I know I talked about it recently, but it's its such a key. For me, the number one ingredient to being a man is being disciplined. The number one ingredient to being a woman is being disciplined to have a disciplined life. What time do you go to bed? I know this is camp meeting week, you know, I went to bed at 2:30 <laughs> in the morning last night, but it was cuz church church got out at 1 1:30 1, 1:45, 1 1 you know, whatever time it was. So, but but in your normal life, what time do you go to bed? You should, you know, you should have a bedtime. I'm I'm I know I speak to a lot of young people and I speak to some elder people older people too but if you don't have a bedtime and a wake up time you're you're not an adult this is this is what it means to be a man talk to the male elders and then I'm going to get to the end even it says to the young people so so number 1 is self discipline do you have a time when you read the word are you in the word every day or do you just kind of figure things out you know i had a, i had a friend who came to me a guy that i worked with actually and he said Hey, you know, I've really been, I needed my relationship with the Lord to be better. I got to, you know, got to get better, at, you know, just being consistent in the word. And, and and I'm asking you, will you disciple me? And people ask me this somewhat frequently, but he said, will you disciple me? And I said, well, what does that mean for you? He's like, well, just help me to get grounded. This was his, not in those exact terms, but just help me, keep me accountable, basically. So I said, yes. I said, okay, this is what you're going to do tomorrow. We would meet at work at like noon. And I would say, okay, tomorrow, wake up. And read three chapters of the Bible. And that's it. He's like, that's it? I'm like, that's where we're going to start. Three chapters of the Bible. Tomorrow morning. And then when we see each other at work, I'm going to ask you, what did you read? And you're going to be able to tell me at least one part of what you read that you remembered part of it. Okay, great. Next, you know. And I probably told him, wake up at a certain time, because which is usually my advice. If you wake up at 8, read the Bible. You have four hours, if you wake up at 8, to read 15, you know, 15 minutes or three chapters or whatever it is. And so then I see him at noon and I'm like, Hey man, what did you read in the Bible? Oh man, you know, I overslept. And, uh, and then when I woke up, I remembered that old Navy had a sale. And so I went to old Navy, bro, you come to me. You came to me. I didn't come to you. You came to me and said, I want to be more disciplined. I want my relationship with God to count. I want to stay the course with my relationship with God. And on your, this isn't even the hundredth day, on your first day, old Navy, bro, old Navy, old Navy had a sale, bro. Old Navy is a sale. Old Navy had a sale. Do you, you missed the word of God for old Navy. And this is where people, you know, and that person now, you know, unless something changes, which in the, that was a number of years ago. Nothing's changed. And so their life is an up and down because they've never learned discipline. So number one, disciplined lives full of dignity. The the other translation says that deserve respect. You should command respect. Even if you're 15, the way you live your life should command respect. People should look at you and say, that's a disciplined person. You should be the church on time. You should be, you should be, you should be dressed. You should be well-kept. You should be, you should live a disciplined life and then self-control. Are you able to control self? You know the first greatest victory that you take is victory over self. Are you able to 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 not sin? Are you able to remove yourself from a place of temptation? Some people still watching shows that lead them into temptation. Young men, if you're if if there's a problem with lust, there's things that you have to cut out of your life and never do ever again. There's certain movies that you shouldn't watch. There's certain places you shouldn't find yourself. There's certain things you shouldn't do. You shouldn't be browsing the internet. You shouldn't be looking at Snapchat shouldn't be looking at random pictures of girls. You shouldn't have girls that you look at on Instagram. You shouldn't go through people. I, I don't know what to tell you. There's things you should stop doing. Can you Can you avoid sin? Can you get yourself out of a place of temptation so you're not falling again and again? Make those changes. Are you self-controlled? Be self-controlled. Urge them to have a solid faith, generous love, and patient endurance. Here it is. Faith, love, and endurance. Faith. Are you grounded in the word of God? Do you think about the things of God throughout the day? And then generous love. Gener- generous. Are you generous to the kingdom of God? Your love is proven by your generosity. God so loved the world that he gave. Are you a giver? I'm talking to men here. I'm talking to, to, to people who are going to be leaders. Are you generous? If you're not generous, you're going to, when as, you, as people you know, listen to you and you become an influence, you're going to lead people to not be generous. You choose, And it's good to be generous. It's one of the most joyful things in life to be able to be generous. I've decided now this year I'm going to be more generous than I've ever been before. To, to the Lord, to my wife, just more generous than ever before. And patient endurance. This is what the message of the stand has been. Be willing to stand up. Never deny Christ. I'd rather die today standing up for the gospel than live 40 years and deny the, deny the Lord. And that's the honest truth. Verse three, likewise, the female elders lead them into lives free from gossip and drunkenness and to be teachers of beautiful things. Another translation says, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. Now, women, ladies, I'm not not talking about, I'm not saying that guys don't gossip, but the Lord obviously knows that women are usually the gossipers. I mean, it's, it didn't mention it for the men and it did for the women. You have to be careful the way you talk about other people. And there needs to be times that you don't talk about other people. If you find yourself getting with friends and the first thing that comes up is all the drama that's happened and you, oh, man, did you hear about this person? Did you see what they were wearing the one day? This is stuff that, that if it's putting somebody down, it's a problem. Speculation, especially spec, speculations, a problem. You know, I know they would, people do this. Something happens. The one person, one person does something. And then the other person says, this is probably what they're thinking. They probably did this because of this. And they go down this rabbit trail of speculation. You need to just stop those thought processes. Lord, I put them in your hand. Lord, I think instead pray for them. Lord, I thank you that you help them, bless them. All right. Not, and not drinkers, you know, make a decision that you'll never touch alcohol ever. Your life will be easier and that honors the Lord and teachers of beautiful things. This will enable them to teach the young woman to love their husband. So these are the beautiful things it talks about. Love your husband. If you're not married, if you're not dating, if you're not engaged, love your future husband by keeping yourself pure, by not texting every guy, but not be a person that, that, that gets infatuated with, with. Uh, oh boy, F- love your future husband. Prepare yourself for your future husband. Start learning how to cook if you don't cook. You're going to need to know how to cook. Go make rice today. Go make pasta today. Find a a simple recipe on how to make goods. You know, eggs is something you need to know how to make. You just got to like, you actually have to learn. There's a way to make eggs. It's like low heat. Why am I talking about eggs? Your husband, your future husband will thank you. Love your future husband and prepare yourself for him to be a good wife. And some of y'all, oh, some of y'all just need to wear makeup. Some, some of y'all need to put makeup on your face on a regular basis. You need to wash your hair. Your hair's looking nasty. Get, fix yourself up. <laughs> As my pastor says, don't look like a hoe, but be presentable. Don't make people want to look in the other direction. Let's move on. Love your husbands, love your children, and to be self-controlled. There it is, self-controlled and pure, taking care of your households and being devoted to your husbands. By doing these things, you know, this isn't old, this isn't old stuff. This is current. As As a future spouse, as a future wife, as a future parent, these are things that you'll relish as you get older be get prepared to do these things now by doing these things the word of god will not be discredited likewise guide the younger men into disciplined lives for christ there it is again disciplined lives verse 7 above all set up yourself apart as a model of a life nobly lived with dignity demonstrate integrity in all that you teach bring a clear wholesome message that cannot be condemned and then your critics will be embarrassed with nothing bad to say about us. Servants are to be supportive of their masters and do what is pleasing in every way. They're not to be argumentative nor steal, but prove themselves to be completely loyal and trustworthy. Is there someone stealing who's listening to this podcast? Repent and repay and stop stealing, even if it costs you your job. Stop taking supplies. That's stealing. You need to you need to go repent and return the stuff or reap, or pay for it. Stop stealing. By doing this, they will advertise through all that they do the beautiful teachings of God our Savior. We need to be able to give an account for our faith. We need to be able to share the gospel, but our lives should advertise. The teachings of God. You should live a life that your employer looks at you as the best employer because you're a hard worker. You represent Jesus. He knows your you want your employer to look at you and say, I could leave my wallet and keys with you. And I know when I come back be, they will be that you wouldn't have t- you know, taken my car for a spin and and gone through my stuff. You need to be a a, a model of character and integrity. God's looking for people with that sort of lifestyle, that lifestyle backs up lifestyle choices, your lifestyle choices back up the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God, listen, God rewards these, those people. be I know many of you are those people, but be one of those people. If you're under your parents' roof, honor your parents, love your parents, tell them you love them, thank them for disciplining you. The reason that they disciplined you is the reason is because they want to see you serve God when you're older. They want to see you grow up to be a responsible member of society honor your parents. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for coming.